This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, our friend Sarah picked out a film for us to watch called The Velocipaster, Man of the Claw. And all I have to say is, only through the elimination of violence will we finally be able to achieve world peace. On location this week. We are. On location in our friend Sarah's closet. From the bright, beautiful closet of Sarah. So in about an hour and a half, I'll be coming out of the closet, everybody. Uh, I, had to, I had to. Finally. 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 <laughs> it's not a joke anymore. <laughs> this is a day we've been praying for. We have a guest on the show today, our friend Sarah Healy. Hello, hello. She of the infinite, infamous Facebook uh, uh, picture, page, face, what, what do they call it? <laughs> Avatar? <laughs> Profile oh, pick. yes, yes, Your yes. Her profile yes. pick. Epic profile Epic pick. Profile Epic pick. profile pick. We have her on the show today because she recommended a movie for us this week called Velocipaster, which, yes, is actually a real thing. It is. I don't know how you found it. How did you find it? I don't even remember. I mean, with the kids, I'm lucky that I remember to put pants on today. So we I are too? have no idea. Like, I think you'd be lucky either way, but like, for me. <laughs> I feel lucky when I remember to put pants on. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't remember, and I know this is like the lamest thing ever. I, but it, it popped up, and I'm like, hey, my birthday's coming up, and I want to watch this movie, and I want to laugh with my friends, and so let's do this. And we did it. And we did it. Yeah, I remember yeah. you sending us the text. I was at the gym, and about fell off the elliptical. That's amazing. Yeah, that's my goal. I just want to hurt my friends when I text them. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, okay, so uh, we covered why you would have us watch this. Why right. Why you picked us to watch? Just because that's you. Just because. Which is why we love you so much. Aw. Aw. And so let me ask you, Greg, because, I mean, I, I know you kind of cringed when we were planning this whole thing, but really, what did you expect when you watched this? I expected a pile of garbage. That's what I expected. It, I mean, uh, come on. When you look at a movie and you start talking about a movie and then you say, oh, look, the budget was $35,000. And the story involves someone going to China, and then when you look at the locations that it was shot, and it says Brooklyn and Manhattan, um, yeah, it pretty much sums it up right I thought, there. I thought it said Brooklyn and New York. Well, Brooklyn is in New York. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't, re- I don't recall. I think the I think times I I've been somewhere. driving through Brooklyn that it's ever had a foresty element to it. Oh, I assumed it was in one of the parks. One yeah, of the it, I oh, mean, okay. Like you said, there's not that many oak trees in China. Yeah. <laughs> but there is poison ivy. I learned that on Jeopardy. In China? Yeah. China and like Ohio. Is that where the yeah. coronavirus came from? Uh, Probably. Probably. It's Ohio. A little spot. bit of both? Yeah. Ohio State. Usually is. Yeah. Um, For the uh, for the record, uh, Sarah's not an Ohio State fan either. I am not. And that's why we love her so much. I'm from Ohio. I spent 25 long years there. Yeah, but you went to Ohio University. Yes. Yes. So there the, actually is a university in Ohio other than the Ohio State University. Quite a few better choices. <laughs> Quite a better <laughs> choice. So like Longview uh, Junior uh, Undergrad 
GED college. With only basket weaving as a major. Yes. 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 All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's let's give you the summary of the Velocipaster, a man of the claw. This 2017, dubbed as a horror comedy, after losing his parents, Pastor Doug Jones travels to China where he is cut by a mysterious artifact infected by a curse that results in him turning into a velociraptor when he becomes angry. Although he's horrified by his new power, a hooker, who's only doing it to get through college, she's pre-law, pre-med, convinces him to use it to fight crime. The pastor travels the world for his self-given mission. Oh, and did I mention they're ninjas? I... I thought it was a given. There's always ninjas. I thought it was you a given. You just can't see them. <laughs> okay, so you said you said it was a horror comedy. Does that's, that mean that's what Brendan Steele, the writer and director, is is saying this is? Does that mean that it's so bad it scares you, or it's so bad it's funny, or it's so scary it's funny? I think it's in. I think it's really when I watched it, it was kind of. It reminded me of like the exploitation films of the seventies, right? Like Blackula or something like that. So there's the horror element to it. Holy crap! But it, now that you say that, I don't think there was a black person in it. Uh, yes, one of the ninjas. Oh yeah, one of the ninjas. Oh, because those—that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded. I just, I just said Blackula because Blackula is one of the most, right. You know, famous exploitation films of the seventies, but. Um, that's what it reminded me of, and that's if you. On, I think on the Wikipedia page, which most Wikipedia pages are done to promote and self-promote. So, And Brendan Steer says it, it's just supposed to be funny and just supposed to be bad. And if you try to read anything into it, you, it's a fool's errand. So um, that's that's basically what he, he's wanting out of this. Now, is this how he got his big break and ended up in Encino Man? <laughs> Brendan Fraser? Is, oh, does that... <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said Brendan Fraser. You must no, have said Brendan Steer. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's let's talk about the. I'm just going to kind of do a quick rundown of some of the main cast members. So our hooker named Carol is Alicia Kimpinski. Uh, Doug Jones is played by Greg Cohen. Um, there is a elder father called Father Stewart, and he is played by Daniel Steer. Nepotism. Um, there is also it's a, the American way. It is the American way. Um, there is also an exorcism in this film. So the exorcist is played by Aurelio Voltaire. Um, and then we have a pimp named Frankie Mermaid. And why is he called Frankie Mermaid? Because he's swimming in bitches. Played by Fernando Pancheo de Castro. And then we have Sam the White Ninja, played by Jesse Turtz. And the dinosaur suit performer is Zachary Steer. Nepotism. And Janice, uh, and that's pro- probably it. I'm not going to get any further. I was... So we had we had so many ninjas in this movie that we were able to delineate them between the white ninja and the black ninja. Well, there's only one white ninja. <laughs> in white clothes. Oh! <laughs> not Caucasian ninja. Totally different. <laughs> he also had red hair, for the record. <laughs> the ginger ninja? <laughs> the ginger ninja! Oh, I love it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! So, Sarah, did you see how this originated? Because in 2011, um, as part of a, a school project, Brendan Steer created this as a short film for school. Oh. And if you go on the internet, um, you can see it. And he did it as a trailer, and it is 
it is almost, I mean, the production quality, obviously, in this one that we watched is a lot better, but it's still spot on, pretty funny. Um, and the tagline. I'm sorry, you said the, tag, the one we watched was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> This one's a lot darker. You can tell that it's a student film making it and stuff like yeah, that. But to be fair, when you say it's better, I mean, that's like comparing the Senate and Congress. True, yeah. true. <laughs> the, the one thing I did it like about less. about yes. the, this short film, if you watch it, um, it is, it's got that grainy, grittier 1970s feel to it. That, and it also has the very awesome tagline is, have you been to confession lately? Yeah. Oh, the end, at the end, it goes, it literally, Velocipaster. Have you been to confession lately? And I'm like, am I watching Inspector Gadget? Is that was that my <laughs> was that Doctor Doctor Matt or whatever his name was? Doctor Claw. Oh my gosh! Literally, we've just found like one of those you know in the Disney movies where they're like, well, in this one it relates to that, in that one, I think the Claw, Man of the Claw. Oh, oh yeah! Look at you! Look at you go! Corollary. Yes, that's the yeah. word I was looking for. So before we get into the conversation about this beautiful movie. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and uh, you can pimp anything yeah. you want to there, Frankie Mermaid. Well, that's a wide open offer. Yeah. Uh, so my official, like what I do for money. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things I do for money, but <laughs> my my preferred thing I do for money is uh, an instructional designer. So all that online training and crap that you have to deal with at work. That's me. But any good ones you've had, and I've probably been involved with that as opposed to the bad ones. Um, but I've got a lot of side gigs. You know, we do um, the bath bombs and soaps with Emerson with Potion Bath Company. And I garden and I like sew and I've just got all kinds of these side gigs. And so I've just been referring to myself as side gig Sarah recently. Side gig Sarah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, do you do you uh, do you still blog or you, did you get that? Yeah, no, not so much anymore. I did that when I when we met. You're my oldest friend in Florida. So oh, when we met, I was doing that because I had nothing else to do. And I was just a caged animal, unemployed after I left the Air Force before I got hired ba uh, back into the defense industry. So um, I was doing that then. Um, you might remember my piece called Uncle Dad. Yes. Um, <laughs> where I explored the possibility of marrying your first cousin in Florida, which is legal in Florida. But I didn't, for the record. Shut your filthy little mouth. I'm not judging. <laughs> so, no, no, I don't have time to blog right now. I've got everything else going on with the kids. They're, you know, seven, eight, and five. Yeah, and you, you got them bunched together there. Yeah, so that's really. Yeah. I'm always wiping somebody's butt. <laughs> so, Including Nick's? Uh, or mine, or yeah, the dog. Um, it doesn't matter. Or I mean, if you need an assist, just, just holler from the bathroom. That's what everybody else does. <laughs> All right. Give me about 20 minutes. All right. Cool. I'll Count remember that next time I use the bathroom. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got we to gotta get into this because we're going to be deep diving into this some bitch. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so go ahead. Well, Sarah, Sarah has had the luxury of, of seeing it twice. We've only seen it the once at the party. Um, I've been mean able we didn't to do a little bit. Yeah. We've been able to do a little bit of research, but we haven't gotten around to watching it again. So I think you ought to lead this square dance here. There's so many things that are just bad in this movie. And it's bad, like, obviously didn't do their research. And we're going to call them out as we go. But the first one, the first one that absolutely blew my mind, and I'm just going to start from the beginning, was when he's in, <laughs> he's in the jungles, the jungles, air quotes, in China. Right. And this woman is just hauling ass through the trees. And 
she all of a sudden they they zoom in on somebody with a bow and arrow. Okay, now this bow and arrow was literally like a stick with a piece of hay bale twine. That's that's literally what the string was. There was no it just <laughs> and he pulled that string back about a quarter of an inch and shot this arrow across the, the across the woods across the woods with trees and branches and everything and the arrow went all the way through her chest. Amazing. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing. Actually, the first one, if you really want to get down to it, is when you we first meet our protagonist, Doug. He has just finished giving a sermon, and he steps out of the church, and there are his parents by their car, and he's like, Mom! Dad! And he's all excited to see them, and then all of a sudden you see him blown back by some force, and it cuts back to where the parents were, and all you see is an empty parking space and the words, SFX, car on fire. That's the special effects that we're talking about here. But I think that was supposed to be... Question. Was this movie meant to be made badly so that it was funny? Or was it made in a way that it was just funny? Like, did they want this to be a horror movie? Or did they say, you know what, we're going to make this, we're going to make this funny? This is a 69-minute dad joke. (laughs) It's absolutely (laughs) meant to be atrociously bad to the point that it's funny. Okay. That's that's the intent. That's kind of what I came up with after we watched it. Well, the way that I look at this, because, you know, when I think of bad movies, there are like two standards that I see, and they're kind of both opposite ends of the spectrum. There is something like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which is made to be a spoof on some of those 50s attack of movies, and it's intentionally written and set up to be funny. Right. I, one of the one of the scenes that stands out for me from Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is you've got the the announcer voice talking about how the tomatoes have taken over the United States. And you've got him saying, L.A. And you see a bunch of people running in front of this wall. Ah! Chicago, ah! New York, ah! same wall, same people. <laughs> right. And then you on the other end of the spectrum, for me, you have the room which was made with all intents and purposes to be a some guy's magnum opus film. And it is just not done well. Oh, and it's bad. Oh, um, so it's... Have you ever seen The Room, Sarah? I have not seen The Room. Don't waste your time. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, you should watch it because it's fun to watch because it's so bad. It it's not. It's really not fun to watch. It's really bad, but it's very excruciating to watch. It's, it's not bad funny. It's like bad... It's it's bad like you're trying to watch the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's that it's that kind of bad. It's let's, just painful. Yeah, let's let's ignore all rules of story structure, scene structure, anything well, so like that. Well, this goes against though. You guys have recommended in the past like reindeer games. One of you recommended to. I wasn't me. <laughs> was oh my, no no no! I've never seen reindeer games. It I, was I, I refuse. Oh, no, no no no! It was on it was on top five for fighting. Yes, and it was your co-host Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mike recommended that. Yes, so. he did. Okay, I I've so. never seen it. Um, I mean. I, oh, I'm sorry, I can't keep you straight. All middle-aged white guys look up the same. We do, we do. <laughs> Dave Chappelle says the same thing. Um, I, I, if I, if there's a movie on how did this get made, which is another podcast out there, obviously, if you guys don't know it, listen to it. If I've seen it, then it's a movie that's fun to watch that's bad. But if I haven't seen it, it's probably a movie that's just a hot pile of mess. Yeah. Um, so I have not seen Reindeer Games just because... I mean, somebody, Mike said, oh, yeah, you should watch it because it's fun to watch once. But that's not what I've heard from other people. Uh, although same. although I'm not crapping on Mike, just sometimes our, our movie tastes diverge. Yeah. So, so to answer your original question, Greg, I think Velocipastor, you know, falls on the side of the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I just think Attack of the Kill- Killer Tomatoes was done a little bit better in that the thing that saves the day in the end has been foreshadowed um, in in the beginning of the film and 
this one is just all over the place. Like the the twist that they show, you there is no <laughs> indication that there is, you know, any way like you're like, what? You know, so it's I think they've just taken everything that they could think of to make this film bad and just kind of thrown it into the pot and come up with some kind of weird Velocipastor gumbo. I agree. I agree it was made badly to be funny. Otherwise, you never would have put Car on Fire. That, oh, right. yeah. that was... You oh, yeah, that's, like, that's, set a Hot Wheel on fire or something. In <laughs> something, right? At least try. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was I was talking to the guys I work with and I was telling them about it. I'm like, you know what? You could have gotten a car from the junkyard for $25 and just put gasoline on it and lit it on fire and got the shot you needed. <laughs> but you would have needed the fire department and that costs money. Mm. <laughs> Not if you call them after the fact. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was smoking a cigarette yeah. and my hair gel. It was amazing. Office. It was amazing. The car. It just it just lit on fire. <laughs> I had it. What was it? The, the cell phone that was catching on fire. Oh, the Samsung. It was my Samsung. I was charging it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm good at making excuses. They didn't even try and. It <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i'm good at making excuses if you ever need to get something done and you need somebody to give plausible you deniability and be your alibi yes. look up sarah they didn't even try and explain what happened to him that he got his power he picked something no, up it from was, this yeah the two but but literally she gets shot she falls down he picks something up ow he cuts himself i i've never cut myself picking something up that was not glass mm-hmm. or a sharp, sharp piece of metal, a piece of bone. Ugh. Yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. he's like, oh, okay, I don't feel good. <laughs> and away we went. Yeah. So you guys, between the two things that you mentioned, you started with like the terrible China scene and <laughs> you started with the awesome visual yeah. effects. Yeah, awesome There are some really good quotes that I didn't notice the first time. Of course, the first time we watched it was my actual for real birthday. And I had had quite a bit to drink. And so the next day when I watched it again, I hadn't had nearly as much to drink. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was Sunday. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so after um, Father Jones's parents get blown up, uh, and Father Stewart is consoling him. He says, so your parents died. It's what parents do. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, oh, so your parents sent you to your room. It's, it's what, what parents yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember that. And they yes. were really, you know, generously imbibing into that sacramental room. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because then he followed that up with, everything happens for a reason. Here, have some more wine. That's well, actually, to be that's, fair, that's to be fair, a lot of priests say that. That's true, but usually not to other adults. <laughs> oh, I got you. You know what was funny? <laughs> <laughs> that's thank you. That's the that's the road I wanted to go down. <laughs> so so the great part about the whole your parents died. That's what they do. Weren't they standing on the steps of the church They're dressed as cat dressed yeah. as Catholic priests, and the sign outside said Methodist. That what yeah. they they. They were sitting on the altar inside when he was crying and he said, your parents died. But yeah, there was another issue well, there. They so. they were kind of, I mean, yes, they were dressed as priests. Uh, in, the, in the Methodist church, it depends on how traditional the Methodist church is. I've been to Methodist church where the pastor has worn the collar, but they typically just wear vestments. Well, right? later on, it's 10th, church, uh, 10th Street Church of Christ, too. So there's Whoa. the Methodist. But I don't think they were really dressed as pastors. They were just kind of half dressed as Father Guido Sarducci. In my mind, because they were wearing Guido the- Sarducci was more believable as a pastor. <laughs> yeah, I know, but they, they weren't fully dressed. Like they were just wearing the little dresses with the ties in the back and the yeah, yeah. With, that were like tied together party- with safety pins. Yes, it was that very you get Ruby's a party city costume factory, definitely. 
So, oh, and he also drove to China. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> like right before. The, no, I didn't. The words China. And he was, he start, so he's driving, 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 driving. And then cut next scene, walking through the woods and the big China appears on the screen. <laughs> so he drove China. to China. And that driving scene was kind of long. So it was a little bit believable. Wasn't uh, <laughs> in that scene that he was driving, they were playing that horrible rock song. Yes. Right? And there's a part in the in this movie in in that scene where he goes to back up and and you can tell they had the like the, the moving background behind the car he goes to back up and the background moves the wrong way i did not catch that we, I, I he goes like to back into a parking spot or something but it's still like he's driving forward i, I caught that i was okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing when we talk about that scene where he gains his power is you've got somebody wearing just like a karate. I don't know what what do you call those karate uniforms? Like the a, just, com- a, a kimono? No, not a kimono. I mean, no, it, that's Chinese. And a, gi? Then, a gi. Yeah, that's yeah, they were, a gi. they were in a gi, um, running with one of those South Korean rice hats on. Yes, um, and then you had a ninja racist and well, <laughs> it's not a racist. <laughs> and then you had a ninja. Was it a ninja? That was doing, that had the... And also, he's a ninja. And also, he's... <laughs> <laughs> and so, he's a ninja. So, and you're in China. So, how, you know, and oak trees, obviously, when where do you find oak trees in China? But um, this, none in of the this... the woods? <laughs> none of this is, you know, this is like some five-year-old or fifth grader, oh, you know, yeah. throwing this storyline together. Absolutely. Well, but, it, uh, but that has to be part of what they're going for if they wanted to make it a comedy. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about whatever, we'll just skip right to the war scene with the old priest. <laughs> That's I think literally every one of us in that scene looked at each other and went, what the fuck is going on right now? Every one of us. Oh, my gosh. It was, we, it let's was not, incredible. Let's not get ahead uh, of ourselves. Yeah, then. you've got pages of notes you've got to get through here. Yeah. So, um, All right, so you briefly talked about the how he cut him or he cut himself on. So the girl that gets shot, she falls down. That's the girl, the ninja in white, not as opposed to the white ninja, uh, right? Oh, yeah. Is I that what you're so, Yes, okay. the ninja in white, I guess. So the ninja in white has is impaled by an arrow, cleaned through by hay bale, uh, twine, <laughs> and... He falls. She falls down, and he walks over. And the first thing he says to her is, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have an arrow protruding from my chest. I'm good. Here's a tooth. So gets cut, and then blacks out, and he wakes up. Next scene is he's back in his bed in um in the the you know rectory. Rectory. rectory that's it. And um, so then pastor or pastor uh, Father Stewart has another couple of good lines. He said, uh, "As as." Father Jones is struggling with these feelings of um, pain and and the the aftershock of being hurt um, by this tooth in China. At one point, Father Stewart says, "What did that Chinese say?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and that's when it was Dragon Warrior. Because as she's dying, she said, "Dragon Warrior." It was the only thing she said in English, and so uh, so. He says, what did that Chinese say? Dragon warrior? How Eastern. (laughs) (laughs) There's just some blatant over the top. I mean, it's hilariously bad. So, well, it's not racist if you say it with a smile on your face. Oh, right. right. Okay. So now, um, going getting back to the whole use of um, clergy. At, at least he didn't say what did that Oriental say. That yeah. would have been over the top. Yeah. But still, what did that Chinese say? That's just his, that's an awkward. <laughs> that's an awkward. <laughs> what did yeah, that, that Chinese is, woman or, yeah. say? What did that 
China girl or something, yeah. you know? Like, there's so many better, See, easier have, ways to that dying that. woman. They could have done that and played David Bowie's China Girl in the background True. to accentuate. True. I don't think they could have licensing. spent the money on the licensing. Budget. Yeah. Do you really think that uh, they were going to be worried about the money that was going to be taken from them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, we made eight bucks this week, Dave. Here's your four dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you get when you take four away from zero? Oh, that's right. Zero. So, um... Then at the end of that scene, though, as he's putting Doug back into bed so that he can recover because rest is best when you're not feeling well. The Daniel Tiger told me that. He literally gives D- <laughs> Father. <laughs> it's true. That's where I learned that. Do you want me to sing the song? No. When you're sick, rest is best. Rest is best. Didn't we just talk about copyright? I was just okay. point that out. <laughs> Nobody copyright tell Daniel. Infringement. All right. So um, as he's putting Father Doug back into bed he gives him like a full-on hug and a kiss like you would give your child well that's I what the wine was for <laughs> the wine just, was for i yeah, yeah. I, ca- I caught that part too that was really um awkward well yeah. well not to jump ahead one of the other favorite lines between father father doug and father stewart is when he was trying to explain to father stewart that he has this power and he says i'm not like the others i'm different and he says there are a lot of men that are like that, that are men of the cloth. Like, meaning like, he's trying to tell him he's gay. Yes. <laughs> I think so, that, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That was later on, but yeah. That was when he was, yeah, okay. So, okay, so after the hug and the kiss from Father Stewart to Father Jones, the next scene we, we are introduced to Carol as she's walking up to her pimp. And um, hot to trot and ready to go. Yeah, where do you need me? And he was not a nice guy, but he had a really good haircut. He reminded me, he reminded me of Russell Crowe and Horrible Bosses with that haircut. Yeah, only it was a lot longer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was funny because they wanted they wanted to make sure that you thought that the pimp was a bad guy oh. because there's a lot of people out there who think pimps are stand up yeah. citizens, right? Well, pimp with a heart of gold. It's she a says, trope, right? She says to him, "Where do you want me to go?" And the first thing he did was backhand her. Yeah. Like. like Wait, like she's 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 here I'm, doing what you ask her to do. <laughs> yes, it made, that makes no sense, and I still don't understand it. But oh, none of none of Frankie Mermaid's choices make any sense. That's true. That's true. Why go to confession? Yeah, after two or three years, and then brag about. Yeah, I oh. killed these people. <laughs> I stole candy from a baby, and, and then, then I, I killed the a baby, <laughs> so it couldn't be a witness. I that's the that's an actual line, folks. Yeah, he put, yeah he, he threw stole the baby, baby in the river. Pushed, yeah, threw the baby in the river. That's what it was. So it couldn't be a witness. <laughs> <laughs> that scene, what happens is Frankie, Frankie Mermaid, comes into the the confessional booth and starts telling the past the Velocipaster all these things he's done, and it comes out that he is the person that killed Velocipaster's parents. And the Velocipaster starts to get enraged, and he starts asking him questions. And one of the questions is, why did you do it? He goes, I was paid to do it by such and such. And he goes, who paid you? And did, did, he basically says something like, nobody. I just killed him because it was fun. Didn't he change his story? Yeah. It was, it, it was like, and you're like, what? Wait. So, there was no script. I got yeah. the impression he was completely ad-libbing right there. I think so. Yeah. So the Velocipaster flips out, kills this guy in the confessional booth. And there's no fallout from that ever. Nobody says anything like nope. there's no there's no scene of a construction guys in the booth repairing it. There's no <laughs> there's no nobody EM, cleaning EMT up guys the blood of Christ. dragging out the bo- the body. The, the other pastor never says how could you do this in a place of so, nothing. Yeah, nothing. No, it's not even talked about again. Oh, well, there are two things about that scene that stood out to me. One, well, obviously, 
that this is not one, but this is kind of obviously if you see this scene when the hand comes through, it's a, obviously a, a glove, glove, right? And I've seen much better gloves on Amazon.com from the Jurassic Park collection. But um, when he punches through, it's obviously somebody took like the seat from a wicker chair so he could punch through. Yeah. Um, and then when he gets Frankie in the throat, like he gets him where the artery is, right? And there's like just very little blood. And no we kidding. have just watched what we do in the shadows. And there's one yes. scene where this vampire goes to drain the blood from his victims and he hits that artery. And there is blood everywhere. See, I, I disagree. He did not get him where the artery was. He got him on the side towards the back of the oh, neck. Oh, okay. It wasn't even Nick. I, 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 Susan's husband, Nick, who's a doctor, I said, Nick, said, there's... Susan's husband, that's I'm you. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you well, something about both of you. Oh, I need to talk to oh, you geez. after this. This oh, is awkward. Joke's on you. Check the marriage license. Um, <laughs> Wait, does that mean we're married? Then? I, you and I, me? I don't... I, I'm so sorry. That's another show. <laughs> this is like, right? Oh, it's Wife Swap. Right? Like Ultimate Edition. Podcast Wife Club. Instead of Honey, You Should Watch This, Honey, You Should Do This. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> So Nick, who's Sarah's husband, is a doctor, and I looked at Nick and I said, "There's nothing. There's nothing there that he could kill him with." And Nick, in his typical way, just goes, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> Basically, yeah, that was it. Just, yep, not even close. I mean, if you're going to do it, at least, oh, again, no research done. Ketchup let's, is expensive. Let's let's go let's go back to Carol though, because after she has that scene with Frankie Mermaid, the next place we see her is in the woods. Right, because Frankie so tells her, her to go to the park. Oh, he wants her in the park. The park. Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, how are you walking the beat in the woods? In the and dark. Then, and yeah. then you've got somebody coming up to her trying to rob her. Yes. And I, I wrote down in the woods. that actual conversation because it's oh, hysterical. Oh. Go to. Bad guy says, your money or your life. And Carol says, you don't give me the money? I don't have the money. And bad, <laughs> <laughs> bad guy says, then take me to who does. And Carol says, he'll kill you. And bad guy says, that makes two of us. And I'm like, <laughs> that makes no sense. You're going to kill your... Wait. Yeah, she that... didn't say he'll kill me. She said he'll kill you. I'm so confused. He was confused. It's fine. He didn't have time to figure Co it out. Cocaine's so. a hell of a drug. Yeah. Right? We, we don't have time for alternate cuts, so yeah. Right, yeah. No, we couldn't We couldn't reshoot that one because yeah. he... She, maybe expensive. she was supposed to say he'll kill me, and he and the bad guy got the line right. But regardless, um, it didn't make <laughs> sense. But then Velocipaster jumped out of the woods and took out the bad guy and ate him. Well, I, I don't know about you, but most cities, when you want a hooker, you go to the woods. Yeah, I mean, you go, naturally. You, you go to the park, the woods in the park, because that's where they hang out. Okay. All right. Well, I learned something today. I guess I need to brush up on my hooker etiquette. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. Is there a we'll wiki page for that? I'm sure. Okay, there is. Remember those instructional videos you were talking about earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Get going, girl. <laughs> there's, a, there's an instructional video for everything. <laughs> or I'll just ask Alexa. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So uh, that was the part where the Velociraptor, actually, that was Velociraptor's first. Velocipaster. Velocipaster. <sighs> first victim. Potato, potato. <laughs> yes. That was, that was his first victim because <laughs> that was the next morning when he woke up in her bed. In her bed, yes. And this was some more 
beautiful dialogue. And, so much uh, And dialogue. excellent acting, I may add. Yes, absolutely. So he wakes up and they have a vague discussion where she said, last night was amazing. And then he, as a man of the cloth, <laughs> said, uh, you know, took that as they had had relations and... Um, he said, I'm, I'm a priest. Nobody can know about this. And I didn't write this down verbatim, but it was, it was so amazing. That was probably one of the best, you know, like entertainment, that a moment of the best entertainment in the movie, because they were talking about two separate things and you as the viewer know that, but they don't know it. It was their threes company. Really well. It was their threes company moment. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Coming on our door. Yeah. (laughs) So once they figured out. He was like, wait, what are you talking about? And then they figured out they weren't talking about the same thing. And he was obviously very relieved that he hadn't, in fact, had sex and really had just transformed into a dinosaur. Um, then he found out she was a hooker. And he said, you're a hooker? And she said, <laughs> well, and pre-med law. But people aren't as surprised by that, which I thought was hysterical. Pre-med, pre-med law. So, yes, what, so pre-med is, law. is she a medical lawyer? So apparently she's concurrently getting her her law degree and her medical degree and she also then says there's surprisingly low demand for hooker lawyer doctors which (laughs) does surprise me surprisingly low demand for that that seems like something that would be up there yeah and and one of the the best parts of that whole three's company type conversation is he looks at her and goes was it good and she said "It, it was weird (laughs) <laughs> no, he's all messed up. You know, oh, but now that we talk, now that we've opened that door, let's analyze that. That's that make that actually makes a lot of sense. A hooker lawyer doctor. Okay, she makes her money. She makes her money by hooking. But when she gets arrested, she's able to defend herself in court. And air quotes. Watch what I'm going to do here. Gets herself off. Oh, God. And then she's also able to prescribe herself the shots. To take care of the STDs. I mean, this is a win, win, win. Yeah, absolutely. Doctor, lawyer by day and a hooker by night. Well, maybe she's a hooker by day and a lawyer by night. I mean, who knows? Maybe they go to night court. I, I don't know. Depends on what what municipality you're in. But I mean, this is this is the perfect crime. It seems like she's spreading herself thin. <laughs> but bump bump. And <laughs> and white. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> In a non-judgy way. Okay. Oh, dear Lord. All right. Getting back to the Lord. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So once that, um, once he realizes that he had turned into a a dinosaur and she told him you ate somebody and he didn't believe her. So he wanted, she said, I can show you the body. Mm -hmm. And of course he's just in his tidy whities. And so he says, well, you have Because they didn't rip. Uh, Right. Yeah. Do you have something I can wear? So she gives him her nicest um, sweater dress. Like bright, she doesn't bright have sweatpants or leggings. I know, right? Like, and he's got like two different colors of underwear on underneath that, but they're in the woods. Next scene, he's, they're both in dresses. And <laughs> I mean, he pulls it off. I wish I had calves It wouldn't like be that, a comedy but, without a man right? drag. Yeah. True, true, yeah. So she, she finds it and shows him like the bloody arm stump that's left and he like flips out. But then they start hanging out because they're besties now, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah. You know, they've been through something special together. Yes, yeah. Uh, but I've that heard that relationships people. formed under duress typically don't last. Um, so False. Once we'll you to... once you watch someone you care about eat somebody in the form of a dinosaur, I mean, 
life goal is accomplished. Yeah. We'll see how strong that relationship is when they come out with Velocipaster 2. That's exactly what I was thinking. So so we, we bring that up a lot. If there was a Velocipaster 2, what would you call it? Velocipaster 2, keep on Velocipastering. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Don't stop Velocipastering. <laughs> because Electric Boogaloo actually fits anything as a sequel. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> so, okay, I can't do it now because you have to know other elements. So I'll, I'll give you my Velocipaster 2 synopsis at the end. Okay. All right. Don't let me forget because the people out there will get pissed. There okay. were a lot of evil laugh scenes. especially oh, those were beautiful. They were really, um, the Ginger Ninja was especially awkwardly good at it. Um, I think oh, that's like, oh, yeah. oh. I love how his a like broken Santa automatron. Yes, yeah. and how his sensei is like giving him this look. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I just imagine that sensei being like, "God, white people." <laughs> well, they did call him Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what um, did the Chinese say? Well, it was no, that was a all dying of them. Girl. I know, but okay. still, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so but about that's the only thing I wrote down about that scene, and and the sensei was basically talking about the money flow had stopped, and and he's yeah. Let's talk about the genius overall arching plan of yes. the sensei. Yeah, you're. I don't yeah. have the he. What 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 he was trying to do was get more crime on the streets and more drugs on the streets, and then his re religion or whatever was supposed to have the only cure and that way he'd get more people into the church and more loyal followers and therefore more money. They wanted to put a a, a more addictive strain yeah, of the right. of drugs. That's right. That's right. Drugs, not cocaine, not heroin, a more addictive strain of drugs so that then they could stop the flow mm-hmm. and then when people needed help they could bring them in to help get them off of drugs. Basically all in the name of Christ. Right. It's a snake eating tail kind of scenario, yeah. Yes. I I I think the snake got sick. <laughs> cuz cuz this went sideways quick. Yes. Well, after that, after that um ninja compound scene where I think is the first time we go to the ninja compound is when we saw the the black ninja, the the actual like black dude ninja. That African was American one ninja. African American black yep. guy in the movie. So, practicing. Um, Wasn't he practicing? Right. Yes, they were training. He and the guy next to him. So then th- it cuts back to um, pa- uh, Father Stewart has noticed that Father Jones and Carol have been spending some time together. And, and he's concerned. He's very concerned about his soul. And that's when Father Jones admits to Father Stewart that he is, in fact, a dinosaur. And um, Father Stewart is aghast. And he says, God does not want people dead. And Father Jones replies, oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead. Which is one of the best lines. Great line. <laughs> and and that, that line was actually in the original trailer, yeah. the 2011. Oh, yeah. So they, they kept that because it is it's, it is literally that good. That uh, is like Quentin Tarantino level yeah. of writing. I want to take this moment to interject. And you've seen the movie twice. I've only seen it once. But I think you probably can make a drinking game out of all the times Father Stewart has his mouth agape yeah. in reaction to somebody. Like, yeah. oh. it's He's, all yeah. over. I mean, that's all his face is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant acting. He locks yes. him He locks him in his room. 
He does. And it's funny you mentioned that because that at that point, that's when Father Stewart locks him in his room because he needs to keep him in the in one place until he can get him to the, to the seance. Um, and as Father Stewart is locking the door, Father Jones takes the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> He looked at him, he was like, God damn it, swearing at Father Stewart as he walks away, which was just um, so ironic. Locked him into a room that had a door with glass panes in it. Yeah. So it would have been super difficult to get out. Especially as a velociraptor, which is actually a T-Rex. So that's when we see Carol standing in front of the church waiting for Father Jones to come out, and he doesn't. But that's the 10th Street Church of Christ um, where she's standing, so... Smoking a cigarette. Um, smoking a cigarette. And then she gets Still looking up, like a hooker. Dejected. She leaves. And then, and that's when um, we go to the, to the seance. Father what, Jones. What we did, we didn't talk about was that excellent 80s training montage. <gasps> oh yes. I because forgot. after, she, after Carol convinces Doug that she needs to use his powers for good to go kill all the bad people. There's that excellent training montage and that it was really, really, really just those were slamming green gym shorts. Those were softy cheerleading shorts, one hundred percent. Like anybody who's seen softy S O F F E, it's like a brand, and every cheerleader wears the same shorts. Like their non cheerleading outfit shorts are those shorts, and it usually says something cute on the butt. But like those were softy <laughs> cheerleading shorts. He said, "Grr." With <laughs> Jesus, rawr. <laughs> 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 yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, with the with the wife beater tank top. I mean, oh, yeah. it was sexy. So, yeah. This was yeah. He wanted this to be a Rocky montage. Yes. Or yes. or to make fun of a Rocky montage. Yeah. yeah. B. I, either way, he nailed it. I mean, I mean, it wasn't too hard to watch. At least he was, you know, re- he's pretty fit. And apart from the moles on his face he's got like two moles above his <laughs> right eyebrow and then another one below or something and like every time it was a close-up on his face i was like oh hi friends <laughs> the uncle buck line comes to mind why don't you take a quarter go downtown and have a rat and all that thing off your face oh you've never seen uncle buck i have but i'm oh, really okay. got you yeah i yeah. drink a lot i drink <laughs> i'm moly russell's wart yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the training. So so after that. So then they go to the seance. Let's go to the seance yeah. because yes. this really was to me where the movie just went completely off the rails. Like completely off the rails. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It had lost any way. any semblance of coherence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's what they wanted to try and make it funny. But it really did just like this point. You're like, I don't. We're just watching this to oh, enjoy yeah, it. Oh yeah. This is where the plot completely falls in on itself. They're hoping too. that you're drunk by then. So well, they they got their wish. They were right. So they go to Altier, who's the kind of demonic-looking guy, Dave Navarro clone that looks like Dave Navarro, and um, the vault, the actor who goes professionally by the name Voltaire, is a multifaceted, multi-talented kind of guy with some really impressive credits to his mm-hmm. name. And he is also a musician, and we went through this, and I'm not going to go through the album titles in chronological order, but these are the ones that stood out as the best titles for albums ever. Uh, The Devil's Briss, uh, Almost Human, Boo Hoo, Raised by Bats, Ookie Spooky, Hate Lives in a Small Town, and the best... And probably longest album name I have ever heard in my life, 
Riding a black unicorn down the side of an erupting volcano while drinking from a chalice filled with the laughter of small children. I think I have an idea for a new podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. I wish you just listen to that and talk about it. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Honey, and, you should listen to this. And we should definitely like Drink? make our own movie based on that, yeah. the songs on that album. So. I, I'm in. Now okay. we're rocking. Now we're really rocking. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about that uh, exorcism seance, whatever the hell it's supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah. They. they it, <laughs> I don't even know how to how to to start. It, it, I mean, it's exactly what you would think it would be: three mm-hmm. priests sitting around a table with a Ouija board. Yes. More or less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says some mumbo jumbo words. Like, yeah. like uh, no, not literal, people. literal, just nonsense. Yeah. Like, like a three year old, just well, and, blah, 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 blah. and Voltaire is a Cuban American, and so a lot of it had kind of like a, a Spanish feel to it. But he speaks Spanish. Little, I speak little, Spanish fluently. Little Santeria. Yeah, yeah. Little, and there's, yeah. it was not Spanish. It was not like it, it was. Just, not it was just herky jerky mumbo jumbo. Yeah, yeah, gobbledygook. Yeah. The and, thing, the thing that I didn't understand is. Uh, Father Stewart has been handed a card and he's just like waving it in front of this candle. And I don't even think it was a tarot card. I think it was just a regular playing card. It was a new no card. Yeah. It was <laughs> blue six. Right. It was a blue six, right? It was, so, yeah. so the Velocipastor starts to feel, I don't know, the, hungry. the forces hungry. hungry. I don't know. I'm not and hungry. He, he kills the seance guy, but he doesn't kill the seance guy. Right. I mean, he, he like ripped his eyeball out. No, no, no. That, no, that, that was, was Father, Stewart. Father Stewart's eye. He, ripped Father he Stewart's like plucked. Eye. That's right. He plucked Father Stewart's eyeball out because later Father Stewart has the eye patch. Is it, isn't there a, a Bible verse about eye for taking, an eye. Eye, taking out somebody's yeah. eye? Uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, but that's only if they've taken your eye, which is justifiable. He, took his, <laughs> he tried to take his dinner. <laughs> he got hangry. You know what? <laughs> if somebody takes my dinner, I'm taking their eye. Yeah. It's a fair trade. At a minimum. And he, what, and, go ahead. He does kill the seance guy, though. No, no. They, he dumps out the window or whatever, and the seance guy says, the hounds of hell have surely been loosed. What have I done? That's right. <laughs> or something very close okay. to that. Oh, what have I done? Jesus. And what's beautiful later is when you see that Father Stewart is alive, he has the eye patch on over his glasses. Yes. Well, that's how you wear it. Obviously. That, because that, that is 100% how you wear it, because if you don't, how are you going to see the eye patch? Because that's what you want when an eye is healing, a wound is healing, is glass over it. Um, yeah, then uh, I guess it's probably pretty hard to get a monocle. You know, once you lose one eye, you get an <laughs> eye patch. Also, he doesn't go to see a doctor about it. He just slaps like a Band-Aid on it, puts an eye patch over his Well, that's eyes. what real men do. <laughs> well, uh, my assumption was Shrub after, some dirt after and it this whole shit off. Windex. <laughs> after this whole experience, he was then kidnapped by the... Ninja cartel or whatever. Yes, by the sensei. And that's the point in the movie that we find out that we actually learn um, about the the master plan. (laughs) So he tells him the the typical evil movie monologue, bad guy monologue. He tells him everything and 30 seconds later kills him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What did he stab him with? He stabbed him with an arrow. Oh, that's right, because it, it, it was like reminiscent of the yeah. ninja in white getting right. killed. This, yeah, well, arrows are the, yeah, arrows, the, except for the end, if there was some weird sword blade kind yeah, of thing. But, that, yeah, that's, that one person got slashed with, but I'm not going to say who yet. Okay. 
Oh, so... Surprise um, ending. That was... But before Father Stewart was killed, isn't that when he talked about his... Like, when he was back in the war? He that was, was where that he scene He was went. having memories because the Voltaire guy said something to him and he started having flashbacks from what whatever war he was well can we talk about adeline of? for a second yes let's talk we about can talk about adeline. whatever you want this is would, your show i'm a little gassy today just kidding that's a, <laughs> i mean we are in a four by four room so i mean let it rip <laughs> no don't let it rip <laughs> uh yeah so adeline apparently before father stewart um joined the clergy he um was in love with adeline and he was reminiscing about this and he was talking with his apparently platoon leader. I don't know. I don't speak army. I was Air Force. Um, so they're... Nice the, putt. People are like standing around in jeans. And yeah. Let's let's yes. just let's just talk about the I was uniforms. Issued, I was issued golf clubs oh, when I joined the Air Force. <laughs> and, and it's not my fault that and you Nikes. didn't read the brochure. And know, you picked yeah, the wrong page. <laughs> but the, 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 so let's let's describe the uniforms. We had one guy that had on that had on a cami top, yeah. a blouse, with no no sleeves. No sleeves. It was cut. Yeah. We had one guy that had on a cami top and cami bottoms and sneakers. Yes. We had one guy that had on a cami top jeans and like Timberland boots. Mm-hmm. And we had one guy that was in the olive drab uh, Vietnam era, yep, yep. which was the doctor yep. that was having the reminisce yep. with the wonderful, beautiful wig they had on. And his, oh, the blonde wig, right, yeah. Oh, and his not- the, the father. You said the, the father. Doctor. Father's sorry, the yeah. father. And then his platoon sergeant, air quotes, platoon sergeant, he had on uh, like a just a T-shirt. Yeah. And the bottom olive drabs. Yeah. And his hair it's, was like impeccable. It's oh, like, yeah. It was it was gorgeous. He had more moose in that than the Canadian Rockies. It's like somebody said, here's here's 20 bucks. Let's go to the Army-Navy store. Go. And, and they were holding, one guy had a shotgun. One guy had, uh, you could tell it was like a three-year-old's AK a machine gun. You're like when you're a little kid, you'd pull the trigger and go click, 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 click. One had a Nerf gun. Up. Uh, it, I think one of them might have had a Nerf gun. I'm not. I'm not lying. It was really, really pathetic. How, and and I know that a lot of people won't catch that, but people that know about guns and pay attention to guns see that instantly. At least, at least borrow a fake gun. At least. Here's what I don't get about that whole. But if it was in New York, New York has like really restrictive gun laws. You just go to the guy next to the guy selling the cocaine. Right, right. So here's what I don't, I didn't understand, probably because there was a lot going on at your party. When they were having the conversation about uh, uh, the, it was Father Stewart and this other guy. Is was the other the other guy looked a lot like the Voltaire guy. Was he not? I uh, I was confused. The the um yes, the platoon I, leader. I thought the platoon leader was the was the he looked exactly like uh, the seance guy. Possibly because he had in the seance Voltaire was wearing a lot of eyeliner and he had probably like a wig or like he had mm. much longer hair. It couldn't have scene. been the same character as far as the story goes because right. he dies in that scene. Right. But it, I did feel like that was the same actor. But, but oh, I just thought the seance guy didn't die. But he did in the the army scene. In the army scene, oh, the right. guy yes, he, yes, yeah. he got shot. Yeah, so. So once he was shot, then the next scene is Father Stewart writing the, the letter to his platoon leader's parents. And <laughs> <laughs> the ellipse, he was like, it is with great regret 
dot dot dot. dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in front of some like random shed in the yeah. middle of the Vietnamese countryside with like a weird like graffiti quote about kings and queens and I get I can't even. Like, yeah, I could never make it out. I couldn't make it out and there were too many people standing around in front of it. And then as he's scripting this or as he's composing this note on really nice stationery again in the middle of the Vietnamese countryside um, he hears somebody call his name and he looks up and suddenly there's the love of his life Adeline in a nice flowing skirt and a sun hat yeah and she starts running toward him and he says Adeline and she calls his name and Adeline and right as she's about to reach him and hug him a, a foot away from him yeah a foot she explodes because she's because she stepped on a landmine. Apparently, but yes. none of the guys standing there got any shrapnel. Well, she she doesn't wire. just explode; she liquefies. liquefies. Yes, like a frog in a blender. I mean, just it's blood everywhere, except on the other guys. Right, and it was Father Father Stewart covered from head to toe, including in his gaping mouth, <laughs> his gaping mouth, and his glasses, and. I don't know how he did not lose it laughing because I would have laughed. And you know they didn't have another bucket of well, fake blood. Did you write real. down what... Yeah, the, the the guy's like, oh... And here's the thing. Before he delivers the line, there's nothing we can do to save her. She's too far he gone. He cocks his gun. I didn't notice Did you that. notice that? He's I did. Got the, <laughs> I did not notice that. There's... You may as well what? put her out of her li- misery. All that's left is an arm. Probably the same arm from the park. But it he says... He says... There's nothing we can do for her. She's too far gone. Yes. He straight up says that. Liquefied. Oh, my God. That So many things wrong with that scene. One- But it's utterly hysterical. Oh, it's it's it a, was... absolutely phenomenal in, in that respect. You don't you would not have a, a landmine live in your own base of operations. Right. Um, a landmine goes off a foot away from you. You are done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's a claymore, but that wasn't a claymore. Uh, the other guys are just kind of standing there. They walk up, not even like, holy shit. Not, not even what. It's just like, eh, yeah, she's dead. Yep, gone. Shit <laughs> happens. That's what parents and do. And not one of them was like, what was she? No, one of them did say, what was she doing here? How did she get behind enemy lines? Right. I don't understand. Where's her passport? Uh, what kills me is I actually think they indicate what kind of mind yeah, it he said is. something about a tripwire mine or yeah, something. Tri- yeah, something like that. But they couldn't see it? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's a new super secret United Nations mine that no one knows about except the producers of Velocipaster. Called the liquefier. But this, you know, this harkens back to Holy your... Holy shit, the liquefier. Oh, God. That could be the the sequel, but this harkens back to your guys' discussion about um, in Gone Girl how there were you know some things, some really factual, some obvious things that didn't line up. And if you're going to set it up in a way that you know this person is doing things in the real world, and the rules of the you know of the rules of engagement for that movie are that you know things are realistic, then they need to be realistic throughout consistently. Um, and but you know Velocipaster is set up not in a way that like the rules are obviously just out the window from 
SFX car on fire, you know, or right. VFX yeah, there car is on fire. zero consistency in how this film is bad, right? But it was that that was established from the get go, mm-hmm. right? And so and it's okay. That's why you have to let it go. Yeah, you know, like like I've said before, when you watch a movie like you know an earnest movie, or you're watching a comedy like Dumb and Dumber. They're not there to be realistic. Right. They're there to be funny. So you're like, okay, that doesn't make any sense, but I laugh my ass off. So next right. scene. Agreed. Funny because Agreed. it's absurd. Agreed. So, yes. And then at that point, that's when James Corden starts narrating. You remember when we were James watching Gordon. it? There was like a guy with an yes. Australian accent that like randomly, there's no narrator any other time in the entire movie. And then suddenly there's this Australian actor like narrating. Well, they must have. <laughs> They must have run out of money in the budget. They can only afford a narrator for half. Yeah, you know the, the budget Australian was only thirty five thousand dollars for this yes. movie. Yeah, but you know what? Don't knock thirty five thousand dollars is seven times what my wedding budget was, and that turned out okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still married, so <laughs> five thousand dollars on my wedding was good. It was good. I actually think that's probably less than what we oh, paid. I mean, yeah. and and like. A fraction of what the quote unquote average American spends, which I don't get, but cool. Yeah, well, when Susan and I got married, she's like, We can't spend a lot of money on this. And I'm like, Why? And she goes, Because I'm not sure if this is going to work out. <laughs> and I'm not going to blow, I'm not going to blow all my money on a fucking party with you. So I got to, I, I got to, I got to have an exit strategy here. No. And I was like, You know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Legit. Fair enough. I, <laughs> I know me. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I do know somebody who got, had a destination wedding. Um, actually from the UK to um, an island in the Caribbean somewhere or something and um, still owed on her travel when her, she filed for divorce. So, yeah, no, that was good. You're wise, you were wise beyond your years. I'm always so. wise beyond my years. It's an, it, maybe it's a, a subject for another podcast, but I think destination weddings are Honey, you should pay for this. Yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? <laughs> Botox. How arrogant! Honey, uh, just, you should pay for this. Just out of just out of curiosity, because I'm I'm the guy that ended up being more practical than I wanted to be when I was younger. I was not practical. How arrogant is it for you to say, "Hey, I really want you to come to my wedding. It's in Antarctica." You have to know your you have to know your audience. Know your audience. Yeah. Or or you're just so self absorbed. I remember yeah. remember reading um, when my my first husband and I were engaged. I got all the books. And one of the things that stood out to me when I was reading it is, you are the host of the party. You are hosting a party. And that stuck with me. And a lot of people throw that concept out the window and make it about them. And it's just, it's not right. Goddamn millennials. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Goddamn anybody. Okay. That's Bridezilla. We're talking about Velocipaster. So Valerie Burton Ernie has just blown up. (laughs) Valerie Burton Ernie. (laughs) What was her name again? Adeline. Adeline. All right. Well, I don't know why Valerie was sticking in my in my brain. <laughs> so she's just blown up. And now we flash back from that scene to the present again. Yes. When he comes back and he um, obviously because of the trauma goes into the clergy. So and then. Because that's natural. Right. But then he gets offed by the sensei. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, from there it goes to the dino boink scene. The dino boink. Yeah. That's when. Father Jones and and Carol decide to actually just consummate. Okay, fully clothed. At, at some <laughs> at some point though, there is a night scene where a ninja gets attacked, or one ninja is talking to the other about a plan, and there's a really random internal monologue to one of these oh, ninjas yes. about I always knew that this was how I was going to die. Yes, um, I don't show if that comes before or after the Dino Boink. I don't know either. 
But it's it's worth mentioning because he it's knew he was going to die at the hands of a velocipaster. Oh no! You know what? Actually, so I just looked down in my notes. The eye patch over the glasses after Father Stewart. Mm-hmm. He isn't off yet, so I don't think there's anything we can do first. He's too far gone, and then James Corden starts narrating, and then there's a love scene, and then it cuts to um, the uh, Father Stewart is in. The um the tent with the sensei, and I'm pretty sure that's when the the internal monologue from that ninja occurs okay. is what during that oh, kind of. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case, but I'm thinking to myself, the ninja scene was at night with the internal monologue, and the yeah. the sensei pastor suicide was in the day. But that in in the context of this movie, that could make sense too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't remember exactly where that happened, but it was very weird because he was talking about a woman that he loved, and then, like, yeah, I don't recall that even. It just didn't register. It was, in my yeah, it was very, very much, you know, so platoon th- internal monologuing. Yeah, yeah, well, and this movie was sixty nine minutes long, and I don't think that was by accident. So I think there's a very good chance that that scene and also the scene where um during the love scene they just fast forward through all of the scenes in the entire movie like they play the whole thing back while they're getting it on that's a trippy scene those scenes were added to get to 69 minutes i'm positive who made this movie rob gronkowski (laughs) i mean i don't think that's the number the source of the number that we're going for but yeah i think it's i think it's more of a everybody benefits Well, the joke there is that every time Rob Gronkowski talked about something, there was a 69 involved. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I'm, Sorry. That's a football reference for everybody no, that doesn't I, listen to football. I do watch football, but I just assume that Rob Gronkowski's number was 69, but I don't know. So 87. Yeah. Which is close to 69. It's close. I mean, it's only a few numbers away. The He literally ends up at the sensei's tent yeah. from getting his eyeball ripped out at the seance. Somehow, yeah, he ends up there. Yeah. I teleportation? Yeah. No, sneaky ninjas. Yes. Sneaky isn't that a little redundant? Redundant. Yeah, it is. No? Yeah, okay. it is redundant. Of, it is redundant. That's I just That's when know. we find out that's when we find out the plan right. for the super super addictive drugs. Yep. And the father Mulcahy basically says, um, no, that's not right. That's not what God's about. Right. And the sensei stabs, stabs him arrow. with an arrow. And then Carol. Oh no no no. Okay, yeah. So he stabs him with an arrow. But then we go back at some point. That we go to the scene where they're making love. Yes. I'm like, maybe I was drinking more than I thought the second time. (laughs) Well, when that champers, you know, kicks in, it kicks in. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I'm on yeah Saturday for sure, but then even on Sunday. But um, because after Father Jones and Carol make love, they fall asleep wearing underwear and she's wearing a bra and panties and he's wearing underwear and the next thing they know they wake up and there are ninjas pouring through their window and they fight them very effectively suddenly she's and suddenly med law ninja black belt right yeah and then from there they end up going to this compound which i thought was in china but apparently it's not yeah, it was it, on it was um, on on the hills and over, over it's it's it was one hill away from where she would hook at night. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Oh. Right? It makes yeah. sense. Now also, let's talk about that adding the ninja part to the hooker lawyer doctor part. Yeah. Now she can stealthily get in between hospitals. <laughs> and that saves her 
that saves her on her on her budget. It's, she doesn't have to spend as much money on taxes. It's ambulance chasing at the highest level. That wow. there it is. Yeah. So I mean, we're really talking about this should be like a new new class, multi class in D and D. The the hooker lawyer doctor ninja. Well, in the original trailer that was the project that student project it there were no ninjas involved that's why it, it was, was vastly right it was vastly underrated um the whole point was there was some kind of crime kingpin who was tired of all this this thing killing all his operational guys in the field and basically just put a bounty on his head and that's the whole story so i think when they really went to make this into a full-length film they said how can we up the game and they just threw all the ideas into a hat, and ninjas came up. And I, I mean, it's ninjas. Yeah, ninjas. Ninjas are. How can we make this appealing. better? Ninjas. Ninjas. It's like it's like ninjas and unicorns are on the same level. If you can take anything and put either a ninja or a unicorn on or it, it's, both. it's or, ninja unicorn. Holy shit! Ninja gourd. Oh, we TM that. that. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys. I just came up with the sequel. Oh, God. You're right. You did. We need to email them. Pastor Corn. <laughs> I mean, if you could be a horse with a sword on its right? head, you're going to be a horse but with a sword. But lots of Pastor 2, Pastor Corn. Oh, just like that scene from Cabin in the Woods. I mean, that was just badass. Right. Yeah. 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 So he his his unicorn horn not only doubles as a sword, it's also a machine gun. Ooh, yes. Right? My horn can pierce the sky. <laughs> and your heart. It needs to be able to <laughs> It needs to be able to heal people too though. Or maybe his tears. His tears heal, heal people. people. Or his poops. He has a magical Ooh, yeah. He has a magical He could magic... poop on him. So when it's Carol magical... flashed on the chest, yes. he could have <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yes. It's a magical a magical rainbow out of his butt that yeah. heals people. That's amazing. <laughs> We could make this ourselves. Unifarts. I think we should make this ourselves. Healing magical unifarts. Boom. Yes. Bam. So, okay, we're almost at the end. <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs> it's been over for a while. <laughs> there is no revoking consent in podcasting. Um, all right. So there's a final battle. I kind of gave a little bit of a spoiler that Carol does get slashed during this final battle. Mm-hmm. Um, in her cat suit. Oh, but you know what? We skipped over... What did we skip over? Ginger Ninja. Yeah. Oh, we got to get into Ginger Ninja. And I don't know how I called this the first the, that on Saturday when we watched it because we were drunk. I mean, and I, I but I called it. I was like, that's drunk his and brother. Cognition. And sure as shit, Ginger Ninja is Velocipastor's brother. Yeah. And then it goes back to all these. And scenes. he's got a beef, man. Yes, because he was the. There was even one scene where Velo, or where um. Father Jones's dad was like, "Proud of you, son. You're my only son." And then it like is a wide shot, and there's Ginger Ninja in the background, standing in the kitchen behind the wall. Yeah, yeah, with with his mouth agape. Yes, like angrily agape, agape. And so this is a vendetta. Ginger Ninja is like, well, he's just so pale. He's transparent. Oh, you could just see it all over his face. But um, boom. So I have nothing against gingers, by the way. No, my best friend is a ginger. 
Yeah, the, I don't know. There's at one point, Velocipaster ends up with blood all over his face because he's fighting one of the ninjas, and I'm like, why isn't he transformed? No, he's he, that's what he gets blood all over his face when he stabs his brother in the leg with that sword that he somehow right. Jedi mind projects oh, out yes, of his yes, hand. Yes, and he stabs him. And the blood, I swear to God, is the color of Tabasco sauce, yep. first off. And the consistency of, like, uncongealed jello. And it just splatters in Ginger Ninja's face. It splatters in Velocipaster's face. But when he gets up after killing him, and of course, he, he again, must have hit the artery because that's how the dude dies. I mean, that is how Ginger Ninja dies. It still doesn't happen that quick. But, but no, the thing yeah. that killed me is when he gets up from killing his brother... You see Carol in the background rocking that cat suit, but she's just kind of like moving Standing back and forth. It, it was like watching, uh, what was it, Street Fighter? Yes. Remember, you remember yes. when you used to see, like before the you played Street game. Fighter, you've got the, the yep. little guys yep. kind of jumping back and forth, jumping back and forth. That's what she was doing in the background. And all the ninjas are standing around watching the fight. Like nobody yeah. else is concurrently fighting and the other ninjas are not helping Jinja Ninja. And they're but, just waiting for that to well, be over. That, before. That's Ninja One Hundred and One, though. I mean, that happens in every <laughs> Chuck Norris movie. It happens in every Bruce okay. Lee Ninja. It's it's Bruce Lee against eighty-seven ninjas, but they only attack him one, one at, at a time. time. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, that's just the rule of, of movie fighting. Anyway, the the protagonist has to 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 get Win. one at a, it's one at a time. Just so you know, in the new Rambo movie, that's not how it happened. They all attacked him at once. Yeah. So. My kids figured that out. My kids don't <laughs> do one at a time. They're like, Mama, 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 Mama. One's climbing on my head, the other one's hanging on my leg. <laughs> like legit, I lose every time. So maybe they're ninjas. Did it? He not only did he. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're quiet enough to be ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. He does. He does come up though. At one point, I think after he kills his. No, no. I think it's when he has the confrontation with. Because there's one point where he turns right, and he and he takes out all the ninjas one by one as in the, when you get to see the full dino suit, mm -hmm. right? Because before when you saw him attack, it was at night, you only really saw the head. Yes. Um, or maybe, the hand. Maybe a claw and all that. And now you see this full, uh, it's not a velociraptor. It's it is a, a, a T-Rex with a goiter. It's a yeah, hunchback of, yeah. of, of <laughs> paleo lithic era. And he, it's so lumbering and so slow. It is just hysterical. And also, it's a girl. I was going to say, yeah. We, <laughs> and we have proof. We're going to put the picture on uh, uh, on Twitter yeah. so that you can yeah. see this. But um, doesn't he, you said Jedi mind tricked the, the sword a, in, out of his hand? Like yeah. out of his, he, he, he literally sucks it. Like, yeah. like, like not, Yoda's that not, shit. Not yeah. like the hooker would, but he pulls it. <laughs> He pulls it. He. How do you know? For you ever spend the night with her? No. Maybe she had. Maybe she. Yeah. That reminds me of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but he 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 picked the the sword was like four feet away, and he sticks his hand out, and it comes into his like he was a Jedi. That's what you were referring to, right? Yes. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, just literally out of nowhere. Now he has yeah. force powers. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. No, nothing is foreshadowed. He's evolving. Brother's not foreshadowed. Um, the and only way that Sarah that. knew that is by drunken precognition, yes, which yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, that final fight scene, the the, the dinosaur, it's not. It's the the the, the T Rex. We're going to call it the T Rex because that's what it looks like. Never uses its mouth or its claws. His, yeah. his four his it four just limbs. Uses the head. It just kind of <laughs> smacks like it, like like, like a woodpecker. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like he's he's like Stone Cold Steve Austin out there just. Given it and and he hits people with the tail and his tail literally throws people mm -hmm. across the Field. eight foot clearing. Mm -hmm. oh my so God, after so he's good. a motherfucking dad. 
Yes. <laughs> he takes care of all of the the foot soldiers, and then he moves on to the sensei. Right. Do you remember what? And the sensei hits him again with an arrow. Right, a poison tip arrow that was right. essentially the antidote yeah. for the velocipaster. And, and then we get this weird flickering pause thing yes. where you see dinosaur. Doug, dinosaur Doug. That dinosaur was Doug. that was their uh, special effect. That's, yeah, yeah it was. and then yes, yeah, so he trans he untransforms back into Doug from Velocipaster, and he's on the ground now with an arrow in his leg, and the sensei is up on him, basically taunting him in his face in broken English, and he says <laughs> like, "What do you have to say?" or any last words or something. The sensei basically gives him a chance to speak, and Doug has like the best like come back to that he says oh he says just six words i think my hand is immune and then he brings his hand out from <laughs> from behind him and he's got again Velociclaw. the velociclaw glove on and and destroys the uh the sensei and rips his head off rips his little doll head off and, yeah. and yes then it's a mannequin head straight up like you can tell they didn't even try oh, and hide it they did it's not try. It's literally that was that was a Monty Python homage right yes. there. Because yeah. as he's holding it up, the blood is just spewing, and he's got his mouth open like he's trying to drink <laughs> and the, the blood. the body is still upright. Yes, <laughs> yes. So incredible. And he lifts it up, and he screams, and then he brings his hand down again, and he turns it around so you can see the face of the mannequin head. And it's terrible. That, that looks like yes. a little Fu Manchu. And, with, yeah. with the big-ass eyebrows, but he doesn't turn it around because he can't use his hands. He, he actually... Flips it into the air and it spins and, and he then he catches, catches it. it. it oh God, so good. And he lifts it up again and he screams. And then we get that freeze frame with the Gandhi quote that only through the, the elimination of violence, violence can we truly have world peace. Right. And then cut to the And we're the not hospital. sure if that's really Gandhi, but... We'll... Right. The internet said it might be. Uh, we cut to the hospital scene because the thing that caused Doug to transform from... He was just Doug fighting his brother, and then he transformed into the Velocipaster. It was um, Carol getting slashed by the, the samurai sword. And so he was avenging what he believed apparently to be her death. So after he finally took care of the sensei, he then, we cut to the, the hospital scene, and um, the, the surgeon comes out with one of those, sur the, the, the old-timey reflectory, whatever yeah, those things I don't even were. know. There's yeah. a word for it. I don't know what it is. Could you try again? Nobody asked you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, we have a celebrity surprise guest. <laughs> She's always up in my business. Um, so, yeah, so he comes out and he sits down and like the thing slides down over his face and he's like, good news, Doug. Her wounds are, Carol's wounds are healing better than we oh, expected. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to this, though, we've got her in the, f in the field of battle and she has been slashed in the chest. <gasps> oh, that's right. right her right. death scene. Which explains why she's got such a low-cut cat suit on. Yeah. I was waiting for a boob to pop out, yeah. to be honest with There's you. There's a lot of tape in that scene. Um, they blew their budget and on. And so she's slashed in the chest, and she's bleeding out of her mouth, which in you know, which in movie shorthand means the bitch is dead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but yet, yet somehow they got her to America. Sorry, you, you, you the pronounced surgery. the bitch. The proper pronunciation is hooker. The hoe be dead. <laughs> they put her in the trunk and drove her to America. Oh, okay. They had nothing to declare. <laughs> Got a body in the trunk. 
<laughs> yes. So miraculously, they get to a uh, medical facility, and this dude with like 1920s medical technology apparently saves her, right. and then lights On, up a cigarette in the waiting room. Oh yeah. And then you know when we see her, she's not in a hospital bed. She's on like one of those gynecological examination tables. Yeah, just yeah. slightly reclined. No bandages, None. no IV. This is pretty advanced medical technology. Didn't yeah, she, me. Unicorn horn. But she her. actually died on the field. That's that's what they led us to believe. She actually oh, yeah. died. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 There yeah. was no question that right. that yeah. was That's what I thought. So And what's what what's the even better news, Sarah, that he gets? Oh, they don't get that until they're standing at the car and I called that one. Yeah, they're at the they, car. They're, when they're, they're, they're deciding how he's to go about like, their new life, he's dressed like he's James, James Dean. Dean or Tom Cruise yeah. from Top Gun or something, yeah. and she's like, better news. And I'm like, she's pregnant! <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. Of course. Which, which uh, call, well, we'll, we'll get it. He has dino sperm. It only takes once. Right. It only but takes she, once, but, I mean, that's that's how you get the that's how you get the unicorn. That, that's oh, a, my God. Dinosaur yeah. sperm <gasps> produces unicorns. I, I'm surprised you didn't know that. I... I do now. <laughs> we have got to be writing this shit down. <laughs> we have it on tape. Yeah, true. Digitally. True. So. true. Okay. I, All right. And then so, they hop in the car and they drive off. Yeah. With the rock Happily and rock ever and ever. rock and rock and rock and song. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the music real quick. Holy crap, was it bad? <laughs> I mean, like, I've heard some bad rock and roll music in my life. Dive bar band. This bad. literally took the cake. Yeah. So awful. I And you know what? I'm hoping that somebody didn't write that song trying to be funny because it was so bad it wasn't funny. It was really, really bad. I, I feel that it really captured Velocipastor's inner conflict. I, I just I think you're full of shit. Well, okay. It sounded good. So, <laughs> so Sarah, one of the things that we normally do when it comes to talking about a movie is we have a section called I Have Questions. And this section really means, you know, where the movie kind of took us out of our suspension of disbelief. But given this is such a batshit crazy movie, um, I think that we we may have maybe a couple of questions, but not because it's just completely balls to the wall, makes no sense, and it's intentionally done that way. Well, legitimately, we only have one question, all three of us, for this movie. And that question is, what the fuck? <laughs> that's that's all you can say about this movie. You can't question anything because it's so batch... You're right, it is so batshit crazy. It's like it's like trying to analyze a, a Dumb and Dumber or an Ernest movie. Right. I mean, every every question that we could possibly pose could be answered by sort of just shrugging your shoulders and being like, eh, Yeah, because yeah, it was in the script. Yeah, it was in the script. Or not. Because yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> they had, why were they? Why was it a? You know, why were they in front of a, a Methodist church? Because uh, it was cheap. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like there's, there's, they didn't no chase end. us off the property because that's the yeah. block we got the permit for. Um, I don't think we can address the. We have questions. No, on this I don't think we we can at all. I just wanted to to make sure that we we, went we by can do protocol. We can do our three favorite moments. Yes, and I think since Sarah is the guest. She has the option to go first if she would she like. She might need a moment, though. Yeah, um, she would. I mean, I have some pretty good notes from the second time. I didn't take notes the first time because there was a lot going on. Um, I just, you know, the I think that the, um, I feel like that the, some of these lines that I mentioned, the, you're a hooker, and her response of, and pre-med law, but people aren't as surprised by that one. I just love that because it's so, you know. It just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, why would you ever say that to anybody, I love right? Sar- you know, sarcastic humor and you know dry wit and witty comebacks, and it's kind of my jam. But, uh, you know, so. 
even even though the guy who made this film said don't be looking for you know any kind of message in that i think that that's a very that that sets across a very strong feminist yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that definitely has a very strong feminist You're under only looking at me as, as me as a hooker I'm yeah more, i'm every woman so um one of the things i actually didn't mention that i have in my in my notes is um during the montage of um, when when Doug and Carol start hanging out, there's a scene where he's he's the, in the church and he's administering communion, and he actually puts the communion wafer in her mouth, which is you know very typically how communion is administered and served. And um, but it's very clear in the scene that it's a potato chip. It's <laughs> right up. Uh, potato. They didn't even wow. find one with like smooth edges so that it could like conceivably be possibly a wafer. I mean, it was because you know Some communion kind of wafers, matzo. Yeah, they're, yeah, well, they they look like a um like a they're the size of maybe like a nickel or a quarter somewhere between a nickel and a quarter, and they and they look like um like styrofoam packing peanuts but flat. Yes. So um so it would be if they had tried to find a potato chip with like smooth edges, it might have been able to. But I mean, it was just an like oyster cracker. It was, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, oyster cracker is very close. You're absolutely yeah, right. That yeah. would have that would have worked. Yes, but no, it was a it was like a Lay's plain potato chip. It was amazing. Oh that's, um, that's excellent. We have to do like fifty takes of this scene. Yeah, because you just can't eat one. I mean, gosh, those are those were two really good moments. I guess um, probably the moment that I realized that Velo- that the Velocipaster was a girl dinosaur. That was probably. <laughs> That was just a zipper, right? A, I, you know, I think it was a, like a blowout. I don't think oh. it was a zipper. I think the zipper was in the back. I think that was a blowout. Yeah. So I feel like they really gave it their all. You know, if you don't blow out a, a <laughs> T Rex costume by like half assing it, no, I agree. That's what she said. So. Agreed. <laughs> you want to go? Or you want me to go? I could go. Okay. All right. So I have part of the actual dialogue here from the confessional scene. With Frankie. Mermaid. With Frankie Mermaid. Okay. And Frankie Mermaid says, ah, geez. I guess we could cover the last four days. I stole candy from this baby. Then I threw the baby in the river so it could snitch. Obviously then. Uh, well, I pimp bitches, do drugs, sell drugs, murder people. Really, you name it, I've done it, Padre. That friggin', it's just beautiful. That, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I did like the awkward conversation between Carol and Doug when he thinks they had sex. Yeah. And and the line, was it good? It was weird. And the look on his face is just priceless. And then the war flashback scene. I mean, I I just I have to give this in my favorite moments because that's the scene I probably laughed the hardest at when we were, were originally watching it. It was just, again, uh, beyond bad absurd. shit. Yeah. Crazy. Very Monty Python, blood, bloody fun for uh, the whole family. Number three for me was how bad the bows and arrows were. The bows, <laughs> yeah. the bows, they, I mean, they, I mean, they could have gotten something better at the dollar store. Yeah. I'm not kidding. And and I know that it's New York City uh, where they're at. Somebody in that area has got to have a bow that you can borrow. Yeah, there are hunters that live. I mean, so, okay, you know uh, uh, that we'll we'll let that go. The the second one 
was Frankie Mermaid's haircut. <laughs> <laughs> when he took that hat off, and you could obvious that he had hair down to his shoulders, yeah. but it was straight lines down the middle. You could tell it had been shaved. Yeah. You could tell. With strategically placed strands With, yes, of hair across yes. the comb over. With, the, the, home, dome, with yeah. the Homer comb over. Now, mm-hmm. this is a part we didn't talk about. There is a scene somewhere in the movie, and I can't remember where it is, where somebody has a semi-automatic pistol, and they're shooting at the Velocipaster. Yeah. And he shoots it, and he then he has to cock it. it. Then he shoots it, <laughs> and he cocks it. And he does it like four times. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God. And somebody in the party said, what? And I said, it's a semi-automatic. Nobody else caught it. And as, as soon as I said it, everybody started laughing. The second time I watched it I, I, with Amity, um, and she's Air Force, too. So the second time I watched it, she saw it right away. She picked up on it. And, yeah, that was – it's a pretty obvious – for anybody who's ever like had a you know any exposure to a, a gun at all, which there were several people at you know my house when we watched it on my birthday, it was they probably you know like I didn't notice it because I just wasn't paying close enough attention. You, like, well, oh, there was a lot of shit sense. going on during yeah. that scene, yeah. so it wasn't. But I just it just was so pronounced. I feel like they did it on purpose. Yeah. Because he was like literally. He would swing his arm out all the way wide and bring it back in and cock it and then shoot and then swing his arm out. Like, <laughs> you're not going to kill anybody like that, dude. <laughs> oh, Ejecting a live round in between. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the question remains uh, that we usually ask again during the podcast is, would we watch this movie again? Now, Sarah's already seen it twice. But would we? But watch she this watched movie it because you wanted Amity yeah. to see it. Uh, yeah. oh, so, so I don't think she I think that's going to be I the hadn't. initiation for Sarah's new friends. Anyway, hey, come <laughs> over to my house. I need you to watch something, <laughs> and then I'm going to watch your reaction. And if you Let's don't pass the test, you're out. Out. You're out. Yeah. I would watch it again in a group that was drinking. You know, of people who had reasonable yes. expectations uh, for yeah. it. Exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I would do. I would do it for that reason, or I would do it to riff tracks. Yeah, definitely riff tracks would be great for this. I. I think that if you're going to have this as a party movie, that we need to come up with a drinking game for it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's short enough that, you know, it doesn't get painful. It's only 69 minutes. So I think, I think it could be, it could be fun in a group, especially if, you know, there are a lot, most people hadn't seen it yet. I think watching Amity's reactions to things was as much fun as, you know, me reacting the first time. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. This would be, this is a party movie. This is a movie that you, you. I don't think that I would ever just put this on in the background to enjoy. No. I no. tried. Um, I was working in the office one night, and I was at the table, and I always have that thing where I put stuff on the TV in the background, mm-hmm. and I'm just scrolling through it, and I came across Dolomite. And I'm like, I've never seen Dolomite. I'll give it a whirl. That was the, bad. The original Dolomite. Yeah, not Dolomite. The, not, not my name is Dolomite. It was the original Dolomite with Rudy Ray Moore. Um, and it's awful. I can see why it was popular, but it's awful. That's a movie that you kind of watch and you're like, uh, it's just bad. This is a movie that you're watching and it's bad, but it's funny. But I still couldn't watch it by myself. It would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be a group a group situation. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, that's it. Do we have to, we have to have our little exchange um, before we all sign off? Which is who's who's picking what to watch watch it's, next? It's your turn to pick. It's my turn. Okay. This is Sarah. This is the part of the movie where you get to the show where you get to see me cry. Oh, because she picks stuff that I'm just kidding. Most, most, most of it's been pretty good, and I've enjoyed. I've actually enjoyed every movie you've picked so far. Oh, okay. I, I've I only complained about one. Okay. Gone Girl. 
And even then, you you thought it was still thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it, was, it was a good movie. It was for good, the last and then you started good. thinking, and then yeah. right, yeah. yeah. So my my brain doesn't work most of the time. But when it does kick in, it really fucks stuff up. I really liked. Right. I saw Gone Girl, and I really liked it too. But I I could I could relate to what you were saying in your podcast. But okay, there every I feel like every movie has those issues to yeah. some degree or another. To some degree, yeah. there's they, we talk about a perfect movie on top five a lot. You know, like mm-hmm. Aliens, kind of a perfect movie. Jaws, perfect movie. They, they're few and far between. You can always pick something out that to kind of takes you out of it or ruins it. But okay, so right. what are you going to have me watch? Uh, okay, I have. Um, you either have to pick A or B. C. That's not an option. Which one am I going to like better? I don't know. Sarah, you pick for me. I can't make a decision like this. It's too. It's too early in the day. A or B. A. We're watching Heather's. Come on. Not my fault. <laughs> it was Heather's or Idle Hands. So. Oh, God. I've known about this movie for like 40 years. There's a reason I haven't watched it. <laughs> All right. Heather's it is. Okay. So, Sarah, if you uh, want people to find you, that is, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Sarah. Oh, at uh, Chasing Grapes mm-hmm. or Instagram. Um at Sarah Declares. Okay. Um, and where can they find Potion Bath? Uh, Instagram is the best, at Potion Bath Co. All right. What and does the Co stand for? Company. Okay. <laughs> Co-option. <laughs> cool. I just couldn't fit in the last two letters. Gotcha. <laughs> I was drunk. I nodded off. <laughs> on the enter button. Hit the send button on accident. All right. All right. You can find us on at Honey Watch This on Instagram and Twitter. You can also look us up on our Facebook page, uh, Honey, You Should Watch This. Um, you can find us on our Podbean site, which is honeyyoushouldwatchthis.podbean.com. And you can find me at Twitter on, uh, oops, as at T5FF underscore angel or on Instagram at marketing underscore angel. Bishop 72 on Twitter. That's kind of it. I do the Jason Manzukas route. I am not on Twitter. <laughs> At the end of every, t- how did this get made? Paul Shear gives out like nine or ten different locations. June Diane, five, nine or ten, and Jason Manzukas. I am not on Twitter. <laughs> All right then, thanks, All thanks, Jason. Right. Just find me hanging out on I don't, the street. I want to be on social media. I just don't have the time. That's that's the biggest problem. I just can't. I can't keep up with it during the day. So. Yeah, is what it is. Plus, I'm not that smart or funny okay. anyway. So, well, sa- thank you, Sarah. This has been so much fun. Yes, it has. Being in your closet, you're gonna you're <laughs> you're gonna get railroaded onto into being on the show again. Just so yeah. you know. I'll try to I'll try to be funny. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>